Have you ever left a pickleball lesson feeling like a superstar? Either as a player or as a coach, only to find yourself struggling to apply your new skills in a real game. Or if you are that coach, watching your players struggle to apply their new skills in a real game. It can be frustrating, demoralizing, even embarrassing, but do not worry. There may be a simple solution here. There might be a simple and easy but crucial mistake that is being made by the coach during that lesson. And today, here on Pickleball Problems, we're going to talk about it. Welcome to Pickleball Problems. I'm your host, Mark Renison. Today, we're talking about a simple mistake that coaches often make when they are working with their players, when they are training with their players. And what we're trying to address here is there, there's a disconnect, a disconnect between what goes on in practice and what goes on in the game. And I see this all the time as a coach. Sometimes people are really good at doing a particular drill, working on a particular skill, and then you play it in a real game, and it, well, it just sort of falls flat. It falls apart. They cannot do it in the game as well as they can do it in the practice. And this matters, right? Because if you're a pickleball player who's out there training, I mean, you don't want to be just a good pickleball practicer. You want to be a good pickleball player. And if you're an instructor, you want your players not just to be good practicers, just good for you when they're in your lesson. And then when they go out into the real world, they fall apart. That's not very good either. You want them to be good players. And if they're going to do that, then we as coaches need to think about what do we do to make sure that these skills transfer? How do we make it so that when people are playing pickleball, they're playing as well as they practice? So we're going to talk about how to do that in just a moment. This podcast is brought to you by Pickleball Coaching International. If you teach pickleball or want to get started, PCI now offers pickleball instructor certification. And since level one is 100% online, it's perfect to do when you want and where you want. You don't have to travel anywhere to do it. PCI Instructor Certification is thorough, practical, and systematic. I should know. I built it. It'll help you to become a better coach. And when you become a member of PCI, you get access to more than 70 high-impact videos, audio, sample lesson plans, insurance, and more. Check out all the details at PCIPickleball.com. Today on Pickleball Problems, we're talking about how you can practice and play the same way. How can you be that great practicer and then go into a game and just perform to do it well? And there's lots of things involved, but I want to talk about one thing in particular. Let's take an example. We'll call it the volley dilemma. So let's imagine this. You are a pickleball player and you go up to your coach in your group lesson, your private lesson, whatever it is, and you say to the coach, all right, coach, you know what? I want to improve my volley. I want my volleys to be better. It was a reasonable question, right? And then the coach looks at you and says, well, which volley are we talking about? What do you mean, which volley? My volley volley. Well, no, which volley are we talking about? Because the truth is, volleys come in different forms. And each one of those forms demands a different set of skills. The technical skills are different. For example, let's say you're up at the net and your opponents are driving that third shot. You're playing against the bangers and they drive that shot from the back of the court. They're around the baseline. How you handle that ball, the technical skills you need to handle those fast drives from the baseline are maybe a little bit different. Then let's say you receive a slow high ball. Your opponents try to play a third shot drop and it just sits up a little bit too high or maybe they put a lob up, right? The ball that you were going to pounce on, that's very different. And the technical skills are very different between those two. Maybe we're talking about a volley dink, 
So your opponents play a dink to you and it's coming just around your shoelaces and you're taking that ball out of the air. That's kind of volley too, but that's very different than those other ones. Maybe we're talking about a roll volley. You know, when someone tries to play a dink or a drop and uh, that ball is just marginally below the top of the net, it's not so low that you have to really play a dink, but it's not so high you can easily smash it, right? That's a different situation as well. And since there are so many different contexts where volleys are required, and each volley requires its own unique approach, it is realistic. I'd argue it's really important that the coach asks that question, which volley are we talking about? And so that's what we try to do at Third Shot Sports and Pickleball Coaching International. We think it's really important to clarify what it is we're talking about. And we think that coaches have a bit of an obligation to help their players connect the technical skills that they're learning with the tactical context in which they take place. Or let me put this more bluntly. Coaches should make clear to their players exactly which shot they're working on and when that shot will be needed. And here's a useful way for instructors to do this, to make this technical, tactical connection. I like to do this by introducing a skill, saying something like, hey, here's the situation. And then I followed up with a clear explanation of the different scenarios that the skill is applicable. So here's an example. Um, Your team has just returned serve. That's the situation. Your team has returned serve. You come running up to the net. You and your partner, you're both at the non-volley line. Your opponents, they are on or behind their baseline, getting ready to hit their third shot, and they decide to drive the ball right at you. It's coming straight down the line from your opponent. They drive the ball right at your midsection. That is the situation we're going to work on today. And when I describe it like that, like I hope you at home can imagine the scenario. You return serve, you run to the net, your down the line opponent drives the ball right at you, right? I'm setting the context here. I'm, I'm sort of painting a picture. And by introducing this scenario first, and by painting this picture, it's going to make it easier for you as the player to kind of imagine, to imagine how this works, how this technical skill that maybe you're about to develop, courtesy your coach, sort of fits into the real game of pickleball. And the realness of the story is going to increase the chance that the player is motivated to learn. They're going to be excited to learn because they know, hey, this is a situation that happens, right? And then they're going to be more excited to get going on whatever it is we're going to do to teach them to do it better. Unfortunately, a lot of coaches miss this mark. They say something like, hey, today we're going to learn the block volley. Today we're going to learn how to dink. Today we're going to work on our top spin. And when they do that, they unintentionally detach the skill being learned from the actual game of pickleball. So while the player may develop the technical skill in that practice setting, this disconnection between the practice setting and the real game makes it far more challenging for the student to identify the right moment to use that skill when they are playing the real game. It's one thing to work on it in practice, in what we call a closed environment, right? When you know what ball is coming, when you know what you're supposed to do with it. But as soon as things get more open, like they do in a real game, and there's a decision-making aspect there, that all of a sudden becomes much harder. And that's when we see players underperform, right? Not be able to hit the shots in a game that they do in a practice. So that's where that gap lies. Okay, we're going to be back in a moment. We're going to finish up this conversation and tell you about a couple other things. Stay close. Hey there, it's Mark. Pickleball Problems is brought to you by Selkirk TV. Selkirk TV gives you a front row seat to live pickleball matches, past championships, on-demand skills training, including my pretty great show called Pickleball Today, as well as behind-the-scenes insights and so much more. 
available in the App Store and on Google Play, Selkirk TV is the perfect app for any pickleball fan. Download the app today for free and get started watching pickleball's very best online content. Selkirk TV. Today on Pickleball Problems, we're talking about how to bridge that gap between practice and play. We've talked about the importance of talking about the context in which these technical skills are used. Hey, player, today we're going to talk about a situation where uh, you receive a low ball out wide to your backhand, where your opponents play a great third shot drop, where your opponents play a poor third shot drop and it's too high, when the return of serve moves you off the court and you're off balance, setting the scene, telling that story, painting the picture, however you want to describe it, I don't really care. What I think is important is that we make that deliberate act to tell that story, to paint that picture, to set that context, to get your players more excited to learn. So if you're a coach, it is time to bring this context to your students, help them understand it, bridge that gap between theory and practice, and ensure that they can really grasp not just how to do the new skills, but when to do those new skills. If you're a player that's hungry for improvement and you find that sometimes you're falling short in a real game, don't hesitate to ask this question to your coach. Hey, coach, so when exactly in a, in a game am I going to use this shot? When in a game am I going to do this instead of that? Push the coach a little bit, not in a confrontational kind of way, but push them a little bit to clarify. Try to get that deeper understanding of this technical tactical connection. And that will make it easier for you to become someone who not only performs well in practice, but can convert it when it comes to game time. All right, that's going to do it for this episode of Pickleball Problems this time. I'm really glad you listened. Do you have a question you'd like me to address? Why not send it to me? Either email it, mark at thirdshotsports.com. Better yet, send me a voice memo. I would love to hear it. We can play it on the air and we can answer your pickleball problem. A couple other things to know about. Pickleball Coaching International. If you are a pickleball instructor or would like to become one, head over to PCIPickleball.com today. Pickleball Coaching International is the coach education company that I founded. And uh, what's really great about it, it's all online. So you can do it when it's convenient for you. It's affordable. You don't have to miss work or school or travel for it. PCIPickleball.com. Pickleball Coaching International. We make good players better. And don't forget, you want to play some pickleball with me? I'm going to Turks and Caicos this December. December 2nd to 9th, 2023. Why don't you come down? A whole bunch of great people coming down to Turks and Caicos for a little vacay a little sand, a little surf, a little pickleball. It'd be great. Head over to thirdshotsports.com. You can check all of that out. And finally, thanks as always to our good friends over at Selkirk Sport. We've got a whole bunch of new paddles coming out. The SLK Evo line 2.0. I really like those. We're going to be doing a full review later on, but head over to selkirk.com. Check that out. And until next time, I'm Mark Renison. Thanks for listening.